Tonight's episode is brought to you by Click Gaming, a freelance esports tournament company based out of Oklahoma. If you're located in the U.S. and need esports services, this is the ultimate gaming company for you. Contact Johnny Weaver at ICChiller at att.net. That's I-C-Y-C-H-I-L-L-E-R. Tonight on the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. One million retweets. Fall guys and fallouts. Don't hate the chaos. Accept it. And now, the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast, episode 79. I'm here with Ryan Maddox. Oh, yeah. Loud and proud and almost weighing under 300 pounds. Ooh. We're also here with that suave looking dude down below. And I'm talking about the screen, ladies and gentlemen. Hunter Venable. He does look good. I like your background again tonight. Always impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. You're looking good. I try. You're looking suave. Yeah. I need, I need to trim this up. See myself in the in the camera. It's like, dang, you let so yourself I, go. Yeah. I actually, I have a, not really a bet, but like a deal going on with my cousin. We're not supposed to shave our beards for a year. Whoa. Oh. So, I mean, we can trim it and shape it a little bit. Yeah. We can shape it and make it not look goofy, but. But you got to let it keep growing lengthwise pretty yes. much. I just realized Claire stole one of my remotes. Sorry. Uh-oh. I was thinking I'm going to leave mine through uh, Christmas season, probably through No Shave November. I'll trim up my stash. I'm going to let okay. this kind of grow out. Um, I just thought, you know, I'm having to wear a mask all the time. Why shave? You yeah. Know, at work, anytime I'm with a patient or anybody, I'm just looking, you know, raggedy. So. Is that like three months of facial hair that you got right there? Nah, not quite. That's what I was gonna say. Why, why shave? Look in the mirror. What do you mean? Why shave? I mean, I get, I Jeez. get a pretty, I got pretty good goatee chin hair down here. You know. Yeah. But, I mean, mine's I, patchy too. Hunter's looks like a real man. I've got the patchy Indian hair coming right. out. Patchy, I've patchy even got, I've even got a line of hair. You guys can almost see it here. It just goes down. You see that? It's just <laughs> one little coming from my eye to my beard. What the freak is that? I don't know. All I know is I'm starting to get the old salt and pepper on the old, uh, what he calls it. The freaking what do you what do you call it the uh, pubes? The, no, wow, no, not not the pubes. That's jacked up, bro. That's just dirty. That's Dirt Dog City. No. Salt and pepper on the what then? What are you talking about, bro? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about on the beard. So okay, well wow. that took a long time for you to get beard out. Yeah, that's literally what we were talking about. Literally, literally, all you had to say is I got no, salt and pepper on mine. He said he said it. pubes, and then all of a sudden I became infatuated on my own. Is what happened there, but we're we're gonna move on. Um, All right, let's move on. In other news, Ryan has a gaming PC that he now owns. Yes, I'm it's not a rental. Yeah, it's not a Walmart rental. So we wanna we wanna give a shout out to one of our listeners who uh, stepped up and and helped the right guy out. So we appreciate oh, yeah. it, bro. You know who you is. Not hey, even guy. just a listener, but a supporter. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a true. Supporter of what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he or she. <laughs> Sorry. 
Now you're good. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to do some gaming news, and I'm not doing it. Giving the reins over to Ryan and Hunter and letting them take you on a journey through the gaming world. And um, I don't know. It's kind of had a fall effect to it, you know? And then mm-hmm. I'm covering, speaking of fall, I'm covering Fall Guys Tips and Tricks. Um, I'm kind of wondering if this should just be called Delirious Dad's Fall Guys episode. <laughs> With all the news that Fall True. Guys is starting to get. Uh, certainly hey, seems that just, way. They're basically like a like a video that goes viral, but they're a game. Yep. And they're just kind of going viral. Yep. I think that's all we got to cover in the beginning. But guys, uh, for those of you out there, if you want to support the podcast, you can check us out over on Patreon if you want to um, send money our way um, for mm-hmm. the podcast. That'll help um, support the podcast. If not, um, we want to just ask you to go over to uh, your social media accounts and share us with your friends, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, um, and Facebook. Primarily, usually Facebook and Twitter works best. Um, mm-hmm. those are the and just so you guys know, any of the uh, Patreons that, that give to us and stuff like that, uh, and new ones who are thinking about it, None of that money goes to us. Mm-mm. All that money goes back into the podcast, goes into production, goes into marketing. Helping, you know, maybe maybe stuff. in the future it'll go to us. You know, but for now it just goes into yeah, marketing giveaways, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Yep. Definitely. So with that said, guys, uh, we appreciate the support you have given us, and we we hope that you enjoy tonight's episode and you just keep on this journey with us. We love all of you. So we just want to mm-hmm. thank you for that. Um, and with that said, guys, let's get the gaming news. Leaks for Geeks. What's good? It's news time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start off with some, let's just talk about some of the new uh, stuff that's coming out right now. And, and simply, all I'm talking about is one thing, okay? okay. And that's called black ops cold war mm. it says uh, it's official okay it's been inspired by actual events guys real events uh, like world events yes okay. call of duty Warzone may have uh somewhat overshadowed the rest of the call of duty franchise right now with the battle royale uh racking up 75 million downloads wow as of this month but of course the activision uh, also wants to develop a new flagship call of duty campaign and uh, the name has just been revealed. We just mm. told you, Black Ops Cold War. Right. Of course, we, we talked about that on new developments, um, we're going to continue to see Warzone as their staple for Battle Royale. So you're going to see probably a new map, new integration, and these kind of things that are coming mm-hmm. from the new iterations of regular multiplayer and campaign Call of Duties. And then that'll be established back in Warzone. And so with no matter what Call of Duty you download, like so when you guys download uh, Cold War, you're going to get Warzone mm-hmm. with it. Just like when you download Modern Warfare, you get Warzone with it. And that's how that's going to go, looks like, from here on out. And they're going to keep building Warzone. Same way Fortnite doesn't release another Fortnite, right? They just right. do seasons and different things, maps and all that. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing we're going to see here. It says, according to the official uh, YouTube teaser, which leaves uh, with many, many, many questions, which is why we're not playing it, because it doesn't really give you much. Uh, primarily, one, what does the game actually look like? We've got no clue. It's not really a clear video in that sense. It's more like, you know, this is what we're bringing, and that's it. It doesn't reveal anything. It says, is it actually, is it a next gen, or are we going to see it on this gen? 
how does one uh, <laughs> how does one properly punctuate the game's name, which is very interesting. Are we going to put two you know little uh, dots between Cold War and Black Ops, or is it just one thing all the way across? Because you see it two different ways in the video, right? Which is kind of not important, but if you're into marketing like I am, bug you a little bit. Yeah, you usually stick to one th- one thing. B O C W, right? What? Yeah, B O B O C W. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, they're they're going off that Black Ops name, right? So they want to make sure you know this is the Black Ops yeah. era. But it's not Black Ops one, two, three, four necessarily. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily they don't know if they're going to separate the name. That's basically what they're saying. Yeah, it really does. Weird. It does tell us that they promise the game will be inspired by actual events and features a real speech by a real KGB defector. Okay. And uh, it'll help illustrate to help illustrate its point. um, They got a video of, I think the speech that it's going to be in the game. So is this like a portrayal of, Hey, this is what could have happened. Is that the gist we're getting? Because from the video, everything looks like it's from the past. Um, No, I don't think it's what could have happened. It's what happened. You're playing out a right, real scenario in their, in their in their universe, but they're they're mixing it with our real history, right? In, in our timeline, yeah. It's yes, kind of like yeah. if this would have happened, this would be your reality. This happened in the world of Call of Duty, mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, it says it says in here a couple of uh, you got a couple articles about real life CIA field, uh, are filed away in its reading library. So they've taken some stuff from CIA files to help influence the game. Um, let's see if there's anything else that's real telling. Uh, and it says it says players may play or interact with an alleged Soviet spy codenamed mm-hmm. Perseus. Uh, even even this is pulled from the CIA files. Is possibly this is all kind of like real death that really happened that they're pulling over into the game, which okay. is different for Call of Duty. You know, we've never seen that. Right. Um, of course, uh, you know they've got. I'm sure they're not. They're not telling the same story exactly. That's what Clint's saying. They're yeah. going to take these real things and implement them into their own story that makes for a good game. Yeah, their right? own reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it does sound pretty sweet. It does sound interesting. We don't mm-hmm. have much more info on it right now. But uh, now that I'm kind of sucked back into Call of Duty, <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to check this game out too because it's gonna it's gonna be connected with with Warzone, which right now we're in love with. Right, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really matter for us because, like, like you're saying, Warzone's free. So, guys, even mm-hmm. if we pass on Black Ops, we can still get into it. So that's the beauty of it all. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and Black Ops, though, it, the game itself, they've been pretty successful with the Black Ops in this series. Mm-hmm. Most players like the Black Ops more than most of all the other Call of Duties. So, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what they do with this new one. Now, do for we sure. think? Do we think with this Warzone thing? Because this seems to be kind of their their um i don't want to say mmo style thing but the, but they're definitely there kind of like gta has gta online this is mm-hmm. going to be kind of their bread and butter now um obviously yeah. if they come out with a game that takes place in the past like we go back to world war Two again right or something right. like that do they do they stick with work do they pour over war, uh, world war Two and just change everything you know this goes back to kind of what we were talking before is it is it going to be a current update every time, you know, or is it going to be, Hey, pick which version you want. You want, um, mm-hmm. black ops, black ops, uh, you know, cold war, or do you want 
um, Modern Warfare? Do you want this? You know, these different versions. I don't know that the article I read uh, last time uh, specified that, actually. Well, it does say right here that the, uh, it says, let's see here. Know your history. There's a tagline on here that says, know your history or you'll be doomed to repeat it. And the YouTube description mentions, mentions the name Verdansk. Which okay. just so happens, of course, to be the Warzone primary map, um, mm. and it's featured in Modern Warfare. But they're they're already kind of building a tie to it. So will they have a maybe not a new map? Maybe Verdansk with different stuff on it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? To make it feel more old school, they're definitely not going to bring, you know, the Cold War uh, guns and equipment in. And with all the modern stuff, I, I def that's not a Call of Duty mistake they wouldn't make. You get what I'm yeah, saying? So that, I think they're going to completely have a separate thing that you can play. I don't think they're going to get rid of what we have either, right? Because mm -hmm. not everybody wants to play that. They don't well, want to just play that old school style. So I think they're going to have both. That's well, that's my opinion. But I, I was saying that's going to be the tricky part to it is replacing all these weapons. If you're if you're doing these different modes, you almost either have to go with the new, or mm -hmm. or or just stick with the old. I don't think you can. In my mind, it's like it, with the multiplayer, at least you keep the guns that they've already um, integrated into the game, the ones that they've already developed, and then you just have new maps. Right, but I, even I, if that, even if the maps are older, time scale, whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because what if you're what if you're playing this version of Black Ops that you really love this gun and this equipment, mm -hmm. and then you go to play the map for Warzone, and you're like, oh, I can't use any of my Black Ops guns. Now yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I, so I'm going to put my claim on it right here. You're going to go into Warzone, and when it says Trios, it's going to say Trios Cold War or Trios Modern Warfare, and you're going to click on that, and it's going to bring you into its own separate thing with separate classes okay. that you've built for that specific set. I can see what that. I think is going to happen. Okay. Now here's a question. Do they I can't do, see it going any other way. It'd be a big mistake. When it gets big enough, do they go battle Royale randoms where like you get randomly put on different <laughs> maps? Cause then your game strategies change. And well, I'm sure you changes. can, I'm sure you'd be able to pick random just like you would on a um, multiplayer, right? Yeah. Select a couple things that you want. Boom. Mm -hmm. You click, let's play. And it throws you in and rotates you, which would be freaking a big, a big new step in the, in the uh, battle royale thing right i mean you don't have mm -hmm. that option right now you're just playing a map if you get to right. the point to where they're actually keeping up with three or four different maps that are that big and massive with with all that going on love it For, yeah sounds, sounds like a lot of fun okay very cool a lot of speculation here folks well um, i may have some news to back your speculation up oh really oh really okay really Yes. I like this. Um, it's almost like we rehearsed it, guys, but we did not. This is a live show. So, <laughs> an article came out today as of August 19th at, um, it says 12.18 p.m., that a Call of Duty Warzone player have found a nuke hidden in one of the bunkers on the map. Mm -hmm. So, really? some players believe that this could lead to a major map changes. Um by detonating it somewhere in Verdansk. Hmm. Um, and there is a video out anywhere you can find a gaming video. You can find a, a video of Noah J456. He's the one that got into this last bunker and found it. Mm -hmm. okay. um, and so 
uh, he, him and his buddies found it. It says some Call of Duty Warzone streamers received crates earlier this month. This is kind of how they found out how to get in these bunkers, right? Okay. Um, they included old projectors and images that led them on a wild goose chase across the map. It's oh, cool. a puzzle that grabbed the attention of the entire Warzone community. Hmm. The crate, crates led to the discoveries of pawntakespawn.com, uh, where an image of a VHS player showed various codes throughout the week. The mm. codes let players open bunkers across the map, which contained mm. rare loot and this missile of mass destruction. We talked so, about all that stuff a long time ago. So mm -hmm. is that Okay, so here's a question. Is that like one of the sheds I ran into recently where it had the, remember we were playing and I was trying to get in that shed? And yeah, and you said I think I might need that red card. No, I think it's yeah. a little different. It may be, uh, it may be, but the the ones that I've seen are actually like bunkers. They're like big concrete walls. Okay. Yeah, we've been down up. in them before. Yep. And then they got those. Yeah, they have like the locks on them. Um, right. And so you actually have to enter in a digit code to get into those. Okay. Um, so Kill plenty of people and, down in there, bro. Yeah, plenty of people. You you enter it by shooting the numbers on the the the. Uh, Key or no, what do you call that number face or whatever? That, mm -hmm. That's some pad, right? that's, yeah. some, that's some GoldenEye 007 yeah. right there. Mm -hmm. Um, Call of Duty Warzone map changes have been small over the course of its first five seasons. A loot train and interior areas for the stadium and train station were added at the beginning of August mm -hmm. when season four ended. Mm. Season five doesn't end until September 28th, so maybe we'll see a bigger map change happen mid season. Um, a lot of players uh, believe that this nuke will level the entire map and make way for the new Call of Duty Cold War. Um, right. But I don't so, see them getting rid of the getting rid of this one. You no, and I, I don't. I agree with that. I think that, like you said, is a mistake because you got so many kids who've worked up and all that right. stuff. Maybe it's um, just an event that's going to happen, mm -hmm. and then the other one will be available. Type I thing. Mean, I mean, they could do the whole Fortnite thing, and just the nuke is the thing that changes everything in the in the game right yeah. right yeah so some are speculating that this is making a way for that game others think that we're just gonna create change in one part of the map maybe making like a chernobyl like location hmm. um because chernobyl has had some uh in the old call of duty modern warfare has had some locations in the story mode and stuff like that mm -hmm. so i think those are both good speculations um now, if you want to go try this out for yourself, um, the code to the bunker uh, was revealed and is shown. The code is 602-74513, and that bunker is Bunker 11. Okay. okay so cool. you do some research and find where Bunker 11 is on the map. It actually looks like it's on the coast right by the park area where they had that weird structure. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a little bit... Uh, Oh, I don't know the direction. It's kind of over there by the prison, but it's on the coast, and that's where you find the bunker on the beach. That's bunker 11, and if you enter the code 60274513 by shooting it into the keypad, you will get to go down there and see that missile. So mm, Nice. should try that out, boys. For mm -hmm. sure. So who knows? Is this going to usher us into uh, the, the Cold War? We'll see. I don't know. I think it's cool. As long as it's not the Corona War, you know. I think I'm, I'm super pumped about this because, like, I remember, like Ryan said, and in, in, I don't know how long ago that was when I was doing one of the Easter eggs for pulling my legs. 
mm-hmm. where we talked about this afterwards that yep. I thought that it was going to rich in and be a part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm really pumped that they did that. You know, it's not just some right. random Easter egg or funny laugh that they put in these bunkers that nobody can get into. Mm-hmm. And the right. people were looking for codes and stuff like that. So super cool. And I'm, I uh, give it applause to mm-hmm. uh, Call of Duty for getting so much deeper in their games now. Now, Josh in the Josh in the chat says that uh, he says that's the thing they've probably been planning this for a while, and we'll have uh, what's that? Bo as a cam- companion, Black Ops, Black Ops uh, as a companion, as a campaign, with map. campaign. yeah, Bops, Bops. Are you sure that's what he means? I didn't even read it. It says as a companion on mine, uh, with mm. its own own map similar to Verdance. Oh yeah, for work seven within yeah, sure. Call of Duty Black Ops cohesion. Yeah, that makes nice. sense. Yeah, I think that's. <clears throat> well, that's it for that one. That's I mean I'm I'm pumped about that. I hope they do. You know I hope it's not just aesthetics. Like you know what I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. I hope they didn't just make all these bunkers look sweet and they had the loot down there. I'm hoping that it is going to tie. But with all the codes and like the secret decoding of it, it's got to be something bigger than just oh, for sure, cool, cool bunkers with extra loot, you know. If anything, mm-hmm. it makes you really happy to know that there's a future. There's a future for mm-hmm. this game mode, and they've definitely thought it out. Like, hey, we're gonna right. we're gonna take this to the next level, and um, you know, I want them to fix the glitches because I know that's kind of frustrating for people. But I think mm-hmm. once they get a handle on that kind of stuff, um, we're gonna be in for a treat. From here on out. Well, I've got, some, I've got some news from Fall Guys, which Clint's going to be talking about later. He's going to be giving you some tips and tricks. I haven't had a chance to try it yet um, because it wasn't worth trying with the lag I used to have, but it'll be worth trying now. Um, and so I'm sure we'll get on that and have some fun soon. The uh, the One of the heads of Fall Guys... Uh, have been hearing all these people complaining and I hadn't heard about this, but I guess everybody it's, it's been real popular tweets and, and in videos and stuff like that is basically uh, everybody's blaming the yellow team for everything. <laughs> Meaning uh, for some reason, when you are the yellow team in any kind of team game, whether it be fall ball, egg scramble uh, or anything where uh, they say, where you've got the golden tent, they're calling that the yellow team. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, you lose. Everybody's saying, man, we always lose. It's like, I thought hey. we're going to team, it's over. Do you know what's funny? I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I've played I, some I, fall I was guys about lately. to say, I won with and I feel like, And I feel like every time, yeah, I'm the yellow, I lose. That's mm. funny. I guess everybody's been complaining about that, just it's going hilarious. crazy, horribly mad about it, saying, get rid of the yellow team. Well, you know, they came out and said, no, we've got internal stats and we can keep track, and yellow team has the exact same stats as blue and these other teams so you guys are imagining this we can yeah. check it you know it's not something that it's it's very verifiable it's not guesswork yellow team is not cursed it's in your head and so hey, if you're losing it's just, your fault type it's thing. just the red car effect right you think of a red right, car yeah. and then all of a sudden you see red cars everywhere right yeah 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 i knew a guy that uh was all into the uh what do you call it luminati and he said every car uh they always send red and white cars after you and i said you do know that white car is the number one color for cars and red is number three, right? <laughs> so as soon as you're thinking that, he said, bro, just drive down the road. You'll see sometimes it'll be red car, white car, red car, white car. You know? And I'm like, yep, that's because they're popular, not that's because they're following. Yeah. <laughs> he was very serious. If you're listening, man, I love you. 
but I'm That's sorry. That's some theorist stuff. Oh yeah. Sure. Anywho, it got it got enough traction. People people freaking out about this yellow team. Kill the yellow team. Uh, you know, buffer the team, whatever, you know, like we're playing Call of Duty or something like that. And uh so finally he put a tweet out, said, Hey, if you if I get a million retweets on this, yellow team's gone. No. <laughs> Kill him. No. Yep. He did it. Yep. He did. Oh, and uh and right now, well this was this was today. He did this yesterday. He's already at two hundred thousand tweets. Uh a million retweets. He he said he did it as a joke. But he said, um, at the rate it's going, it might actually get there. If it does, I mean, Twitter has spoken. Can't really do much about it, can I? So he's saying he will He will delete mm. the yellow team if he has to. Some um, game designers back there just cussing him, you know, just pissed. Yeah. All this they'll probably work, just they'll just change, change the color. color. Yeah, change the coding. Yeah. Uh, the orange. Yeah. But he said, he said uh, you know, there's never been a tweet that's ever gotten a million retweets. So rightfully so, if they break records – you know, they'll listen to the fans basically. Yeah. So that's amazing. <laughs> hey, I like how these game developers are getting involved with the fan base. Yeah, interacting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I do too. That's, that's cool. like that's like Rogue Company last week whenever they challenged Dr. Disrespect to make him a map because he was talking I think he was talking some smack about their maps or, you know, critiquing them mm-hmm. or something. They were like, All right, make mm-hmm. us one. Right. Because they knew he had game design experience from back in the day with Call of Duty and stuff. That's awesome, man. I, yep. I do like that too. I love it when they're interactive. Well, we see with these games that constantly update and they're continuing type games. Mm-hmm. That's just the future. That's what's happening. They got to listen to the fans and make adjustments. Listen to the fans. Now, problem is they have to make sure they listen to the majority, right? Not the loudest, because there's always a lot of crybabies in every industry. And just because there's ten percent who you hear who are loud. They have to take their time and go. I'm not going to adjust it for this 10 percent that's yeah. loud, mm-hmm. right? And and then you know basically they're influencing the community. We need to find out what's the real deal and what are people really thinking about this, you know? Right. Obviously, he's doing this just. It, this is just kind of a publicity thing, and it's working. You know what I mean? Yeah, but on real on real issues, yeah, on real <laughs> issues, uh, it's definitely got to take your time, make those decisions smart. But that's where everything's going. Yeah, that's kind of the complaint of like streamers. People talk about streamers getting the special treatment or getting mm-hmm. to say in things more than the regular player base sometimes. Right, right, yep. That's all I've got for that one. Very cool. Well, uh, have you guys ever been playing Rocket League and just uh. thought to yourself, man, I want to play Fall Guys right now too? <laughs> Back Me on too. Fall Guys, okay. That happens to me all the time. So, you know, here we go. Uh, Ryan, we're just teaming up today to bring the news. Where oh, I got I got to pause you. I'm so excited because you mentioned Rocket League, and that was one of the games where I think the lag drove me the most crazy. And uh-huh. so now I really have to go try Rocket League and see if I'm in a yes. game. Okay, go ahead. So there's a Fall Guys mini game that has been made into Rocket League. Really, the um, <clears throat> Fall Guys mini game Slime Climb has been remade in Rocket League. Um, the professional Rocket League player Lethemir, I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. I probably butchered that. Hey, is apparently better, than, a, better big, than we could do. <laughs> Lethemir is apparently a big fan of Fall Guys, as he's taken the time to uh, meticulously recre- recreate the Slime Climb mini game uh, in Rocket League. And then if you nice. watch the he's, – he's released a video on Twitter. If you watch that video, 
uh, you can see that Lethemir Slime Climb remake is still in a work in progress um, mm. with plans to add moving platforms and obstacles as well as tumbling Rocket League soccer balls. Oh, nice. Uh, Sweet. But the final version won't also won't have Rocket League's boost option and excuse me okay. enabled so that it feels more like a fall guide challenge because right mm -hmm. now you can just kind of boost all over mm -hmm. that map um it says Lethemir used blender to model the environments and uh, unreal development kit to build the build and import the rocket league workshop map he's still unsure of how everything will come together in the end like the slippery floors and the spinning hammers but he says the next update should have moving platforms in working order Nice. Okay. Uh, it seems seems like the first project is moving at an efficient pace, uh, as it was only a week ago that Lethemir first revealed the project in its very early stages on Twitter, with just a design of the map grayscaled and it said coming soon. Hmm. Um, but now we've already got a playable map, so nice. Okay. It, it's coming along at a good rate. The vel the developer did a great job scaling the Rocket League, or scaling. Um, the Rocket League cars so that 60 players could conceivably travel um, on the map at one time, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like they can like they can travel up the ramps and fit, which is pretty impressive. Right. It's got to be wide enough and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, that's, that's crazy. 60 cars. Yes. Um, yeah, and it says with a, uh, at least the same amount of casualties as a typical Fall Guy round, um, regardless, it's definitely uh, definitely a project we'll be keeping an eye on for further updates. Mm. So it looks like this from so far from the feedback, this guy is doing an excellent job. Yeah, nice. Um, nice. And so also, what it sounds like is he's got the map laid out, he's got the colors right, and everything looking great. I wonder he's if trying you're including to yellow team. The, <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to put the moving parts together. So nice. there's there's would be orange team. Mm -hmm. Right. Not yeah. oh, true. Orange and blue. So that's two. I mean, what Fall Guys? I think we announced it what two weeks ago. So now Fall Guys had multiple teams, right? Like four different teams, four different colors, something like that. Yeah, three or four teams usually, depending okay. on three, depending, I think. Depend, depending on the type of game you're playing. Okay. Really, I've only seen three personally, and that's yeah, gold, you, you, blue, yeah. and red. Uh, there's blue. Is that right? There's blue, gold, yeah, blue, blue, or yellow, blue, and red, right? Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I think the way that that would make sense, the way the number would work, you're gonna oh you're yeah gonna have a better chance of getting an even number, right? Or a matching number. Yeah. I don't know team things for me, which we'll talk about in the tips and tricks. I'm not a big team player, but, <laughs> but, but maybe it'd be different if like we were all in a party together and we went and joined a game. Yeah, but right. no, that, I mean, that can be infuriating. I was talking to one of my friends that was over watching me play the other day. It's like you try so hard on the individual races to get to the end, and then your team can completely blow it for you on a mm -hmm. ridiculously silly game, and it just kind of frustrates you. Yeah. Uh, so even if even if you make it as an individual, yeah, the, the team, so there's levels. The team and, game, and your team's got to win. Yeah. So, like, you can... As a team usually, or just one member has to make it through? As no, because there's different things. Like, listen, there's a race. Usually, like, the races where you got to make it to the end is a single. But then mm -hmm. you'll have, like, a mini soccer game as uh, when, like, you're mm -hmm. on a team. And so 
the other team will score the highest, and then your your whole team will be eliminated because they want. Oh no! So it's like you you can do really good and then get to that team round, mm-hmm. and and then I've even played some where you don't even get a team round. Like it's mm. just all individual yeah. ones till the end. I think so. I think it's, it bases it's randomized. Those, it bases those off how many players come into the lobby before the game starts. Because sometimes you don't yeah. start off with sixty; it may just put forty yeah. in there. You know. Plus eliminations, there's some that, I mean, are like everybody I mean, makes, could get eliminated in one round. It makes sense at a game like that would be doing really well because you've got a lot of games on the phone that are kind of like that. Maybe you're just directing like a little ball, right? Mm-hmm. And there's stage after stage of different obstacles that you got to bob and weave through. There's that one with the balloon that was real popular years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I think it's called Rise Up, remember? And the balloon would go up. You'd have to make sure and knock the stuff out of the way as it's going. Flap, you go good old Flappy rise, Bird. Yeah, flappy bird. Oh yeah, those kind of those kind of games, uh, you know, have done well in the past. So to take that and kind of go with the bigger platform of that game is a good good idea for a game maker. And I saw an article that was talking about how <clears throat> it said the name of the article was "Fall Guys: Nothing Matters," and that's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it's like there's you know you're just playing level by level on that, seeing how far you can get. It doesn't matter. Like <laughs> it's even it. it let, like Fortnite, for instance, you buy the skins and whatever, and it doesn't do anything to help you, right? Right. But it still feels like it, there's an accomplishment there of like, mm-hmm. I have to get this skin or that skin. And they do have skins of Fall Guy, but still, it just feels like it's like, whatever, dude. I don't really, you know, like, right. But it's I still just, a playing this that fun. Yeah. I did, I did hear, hear they're doing a special fundraising outfit, though. Really? They've hit it so big. Yeah, they're going to do like a special uh, fundraiser. So. Is it going to be a germ and it's a fundraiser for the coronavirus battle? Or <laughs> No, I don't think it's that. Unfortunately, it'd be nice to have some fall guys in there fighting for us. Yeah. That You know, it's funny. Cool. That, that title name just makes me think of like a mafia game, right? Fall guys. Who's mm-hmm. the fall guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what it was when you first brought it up. Yeah. Fall guy. Yeah. It's the total opposite of what you think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've got one more story. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention at all to the debacle with um, Apple and uh, Fortnite. Yes, no. I, I have, so? I've heard there was a uh, rift in the uh, the partnership. Yes. Okay. So it has escalated. I'll give okay. you guys a quick breakdown of what happened with in the beginning, because really we don't know right now if that makes sense. So Apple. Um, said that Fortnite uh, had violated its in-app payment guidelines, okay, um, and removed them from the Play Store, from the oh, Apple wow. Play Store completely. Yeah, so it was kind of a big move out of nowhere, and Epic was like, what the freak? So um, they did not remove the players who still have the game, right? Mm-hmm. So the people who already have the game get to keep the game, but you can't go buy the game and join now. On Apple, that's it Ooh, for you. Dirty, right? So, what's worse about that is uh, they have disconnected Epic's ability to give any kind of updates because it's not in the Play Store anymore, right? So these oh. people don't get any; they, they get no new seasons, they get no new essential updates, they get nothing. Mm-hmm. They're not. So, so the, so the mobile app is dead on iPhone right now, basically. Yes, yes. Well, there's still a lot of players, a lot mm-hmm. of them, and so Epic. Um, Epic kind of went out in, in kind of like the way these new people are doing stuff. You know what I mean? Epic's a big company, but they're 
you know, they've really only gone big recently. So I don't, they just play ball a little bit differently. Anyways, mm-hmm. Epic, Epic responded by uh, rolling out a big social media campaign with the hashtag free Fortnite. This was, this was against, okay. uh, I, I remember seeing this hashtag, but I, I didn't really know the details. So I'm glad you're right. discussing that here. Yeah. And this was against them. Okay. They also, uh, went even further to urge players to seek refunds from Apple because they lost access to a game, uh, and they had paid for things in that game. Right. Mm-hmm. No. And it is not Epic's fault that they're not supporting it. It's Apple's fault that they're not mm-hmm. supporting it. So they said, you need to seek refunds from, from Apple. And they have by the droves. Everybody's calling Apple saying, hey, you screwed us. You know what I mean? Um, and then Apple's, Apple's not the golden goose anymore. Always trying then, to change their platforms. And then to, a little bit further. <laughs> oh, yeah. They created a parody of Apple's famous 1984 television ad. Wow. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. For Fortnite. I should have had you pull up that video. You can pull it up if you want to. I'll be talking about this for just a second. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and it's set. You know, it's it's a good it's a good video. Anywho, now, what, what's uh, the name of it? Just uh, Fortnite Apples nineteen ninety two. Nineteen eighty Fortnite. Eighty nineteen eighty Fortnite. Okay, I'll look it up. Give me just a second, uh, folks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what we're talking about right now is basically the fact that all of this. You know, they basically did all this going, hey, um, you know, let us back on. We need to figure out what we're doing. They also filed a, you know, a, a, a lawsuit against them. Obviously, they're not just doing this campaign. They filed a lawsuit saying, hey, we didn't violate any rights. So, or we didn't violate any uh, of your terms. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. And so you need to put our game back on, basically. So now they're, they're in a, a lawsuit. It's not, it's not a minor thing. Right. Problem is Apple is huge. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, in small news, Apple just now this month became the first company to ever become worth $2 trillion ever. So yes, they have the money. Okay. Anywho, Epic has pulled all these triggers on a company that big and now it is not good. And when I say it's not good, I mean, it's really not good. Mm. Okay. Wait, so, wait, wait. Before you get into the meat, do we want to do the, there's a comparison video of the two, or do you just want the Apple trailer or the, the trailer itself? Uh, why don't you play the comparison? Let's see that. Okay. I'll be like side by side. Yeah. You guys just want to watch the video, talk about it a little quick before I jump into this, this meat here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, yeah, do let's, do it. let's do it. All I know is, you know, Epic's kind of ballsy here. Oh yeah. oh yeah, for sure. It'd be different if you're going head to head against a company of your own. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Oh yeah, it's not kind of like it. Oh, it's exactly like it. <laughs> Man. Oh my gosh. Okay, now good. listen guys, it's okay to go head to head. You know, I would go head to head like this with another company of close to the same size. Does that make <laughs> sense? Epic is big in the gaming world. They're nothing compared to Apple. That's like if a Rottweiler watched... picking a fight with a T Rex. 
Yes, if you've ever watched um, uh, Shark Tank, you hear uh, what's his name, o- O'Reilly or O'Manny, whatever his name is, the bald guy. He'll always say, "You're doing what? You're trying to get into this industry? Oh, this company and this company going to squish you like the cockroach you are, because they just they'll just put in the the money and just wash you out, right? I mean, it can happen. <clears throat> so, anyways, they pulled all these triggers on them, and uh, Apple said no, in a big way. So Apple is retaliating furiously to put it uh, in the same terms that the Epic head said. And uh, not only have they removed that app from the store, uh, it's now taken further movements, which is huge in the sense of Apple has cut off access to development tools for them. Hmm. So not we're talking about not just Fortnite, right? Because they only violated Fortnite, right? Mm-hmm. So now they have blocked Epic from using any of their optimizing tools for Unreal Engine, right? And anybody who's using Unreal Engine is also blocked from using Apple's optimization tools, which means anything that's produced with Unreal Engine, which is tons of stuff. I mean, Unreal Engine, we think we think Fortnite is big. Unreal Engine is just as big. I mean, for game developers and stuff like that, that's that's the easiest and fastest and smoothest developing program that everybody's using right now. And that's why we've brought it up in the news multiple times. Mm-hmm. on the show. Right. So basically Apple for free or a small fee, if you're a small company, uh, they have all these tools set up. So you can use these tools within unreal engine to optimize your app. So you can put it on Apple iStore or whatever oh, it's called. Boy. Right. Yeah. Well now they're saying, no, you can't for anything that's Epic or unreal engine. You're not using the tools. Wow. So you can't even make an app for Apple if you're connected to Epic in any way. We're talking about, you know, this is probably close to half of their business. You know what I'm saying? This is not a small thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's literally, this is something that would just end Fortnite, end Epic. They'll go, they'll go bankruptcy. You know what I mean? I mean, it's that big of a move that Apple's making. They, they're not going to survive without that other side of their business. And Apple knows it, and they've got all the money to do. You know, they can stay in litigation forever, right? Yeah. And just crush them, because uh, you know they just keep appealing and keep. You know, what I'm saying that's what happens. They take you to court, and they crush you like the cockroach you are. And it's funny to say Epic's a cockroach, but they are compared to Apple. So this is kind of <laughs> scary. So now Apple has retail or Epic has retaliated with another uh, lawsuit, which essentially is a restraining order within the corporate world. So they're filing a restraining order against Apple. This restraining order is basically saying, hey, Apple cannot do anything to us on anything outside of the game that they say we infringed on the on the terms and conditions, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. This is because and specifically their their um, uh, injunction against Apple now that's trying to stop them or put a restraining order on them is because they recognize that this is a uh what's the the term they say here uh this is an existential threat meaning we will cease to exist that's how big this threat is they can completely bury us and there are legal ramifications for companies to not just be able to crush anybody they want to like monopolies you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so they're saying hey this is such a big threat that they're trying to wipe us out over the fact that we think they took us out and they know in court we're going to win, so they're trying to kill us before we can. That's basically what they're saying. 
in court, we're going to win because we didn't violate any of their rights, and they should be putting Epic back on, or they should be putting Fortnite back on, and they're not. So now that they see we're going to win, they say, we don't care if you win. We're just going to end your entire business. That's what Apple's doing. Mm. And so they're saying, hey, that's illegal. You can't just end my business with no no real reason, right? It's just kind of a grudge, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny. We made a commercial. That we're hurt poking. your feelings. Yeah, but that's not, you know, we're talking about tons and tons of people that are going to be out of business and out of out of uh, a job and all that. So basically, they're filing this restraining order to, to it's basically a cease and desist. It's not a decision on the original case. It's a, a judge saying, no, during the proceedings, you cannot do anything mm. to them outside of this one thing you're doing until it's decided. That's what they're trying to push for now. I don't see that they've got an answer yet. Um, but that's a pretty <laughs> that's a pretty big deal, guys. But then, so you but, don't think that Rottweiler can take down that T-Rex then? No, I don't. But here's the thing. Not, now, not if the T-Rex is able to, able to play without gloves, you know what I mean, or teeth guards. Yeah, but yeah. Will, will people get pissed enough to fight back against the T-Rex? No, but I do I do think a fair judge is going to say, yeah, hey, we see exactly what you're doing, Apple. You never had any problem with anybody using the Unreal Engine before and accessing your tools. You never had any problem with Epic and any of their other games because they've got a lot more than just this one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And now that you have this one issue and they're taking you to court over it instead of just bending over, you're trying to shut down their entire business. There are laws against that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It is that we are a uh, a capitalist country, but you know you're talking about two people that in a, essentially are not even in the same. Um, they're not competitors. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Apple is just using their power and weight and throwing it around, which only shows you you know this one's out in the open because Fortnite threw it out in the open. They let their balls hang out in the wind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know companies like this, like Apple, do this to companies all the time, and you just never know it. Right. Yeah, they're not big uh, enough to make a uh, big enough stink about it. Or right. Be, like, or like, to be followed. Like glasses, there's, you know, usually it's with competitors, though. It's not outside of your own realm most of the time. It's mm-hmm. with somebody who's going to take something that you're going to make money on, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because Apple makes money with Epic. Because of Epic, Apple makes a lot of money. So it's definitely just kind of a butthurt thing, I think. It's, it's a weird thing to see in a company that big. But you've got companies like, you know, Glasses Company. Everybody has all these glasses, right? From Oakley's to Ray-Ban to whatever. You name the brand. There's only one company that owns them. A lot yeah. of people don't know. There's one company that owns all of those. You see these little small companies come up and they start doing well. And what that company does, and I think they're they're called like Visync or something like that, the name mm-hmm. of that company. And what they do is they go in. This is how they acquired Oakley. Um, they went in and they just made all their glasses that are any kind of competitor with Oakley dirt cheap. 80% off mm. until Oakley was going to go out of business, right? Cause they couldn't sustain, they couldn't sell anymore because their competitors so cheap mm-hmm. and they do that for, you know, in a company that size, it just takes a couple months, yeah. a couple months of your revenue being gone. And then they come in and buy you out for nothing. Mm-hmm. They just force you to sell. And that's what they do every time over and over. And so, you know, there's been people trying to sue them for a long time for anti-monopoly laws. That's kind of what, ha- that's kind of what happened in the pro wrestling business back in the day. When you mm-hmm. had uh, Vince McMahon was running WWF at the time in the eighties, yeah. when we're talking Hulk and them, and yeah. um, into the nineties, he struck a deal with um, TNT, which is uh, oh, Tur- yeah. Turner Broadcasting. That. Well, then Turner Broadcasting turned around later on. Ted Turner decided, I want to get in the wrestling business, so he buys NWA, 
and turns it into World Championship Wrestling, which is mm-hmm. WCW, which was the big, right. that was the Monday Night Wars during the, mm-hmm. the 90s that took off, right? Mm-hmm. So then they fight it out. Well, Vince ev- eventually beats Turner, but there was like some dirty tactics going back and forth. They came in and bought guys out from under Vince, literally mm-hmm. about putting bankrupt. He was like having to sell like equipment. You know, they were like mm-hmm. bare bones there in the mid nineties. But, uh, mm-hmm. and then later on he ends up winning and, and buys Turner out because eventually it was just one of them deals. Turner wasn't, didn't have his hands on it enough, but it's an example of someone that was powerful, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to, I want to buy this and get into this and, you know, try to take it. It's over. weird. Cause you, cause you think there, Hey, I'm never going to sell out to my competition. The guy I've been battling this whole time. And then I'm gonna sell him my company. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah, you will. Cause nobody else will buy it. There yeah. isn't anybody, so you're just going to go under and be screwed. If you sell it, you at least have a chance to try another adventure, right? Well, what, what's, um, what's funny is he, um, it, I think how he ended up winning it too was that Turner had the AT&T merger, mm. and AT&T didn't want to be a part of the wrestling business anymore. Okay. And they and they huh. were already kind of going downhill, and so Vince ended up buying WCW. He bought them out. They went bankrupt. They're going bankrupt. Mm-hmm. There was some right. other there's some other people trying to buy them. Vince just kind of swooped in, bought it super cheap. Mm-hmm. We're talking twenty percent what it was worth, what it would have been worth, right. right? That's what they did. Yeah, yep. that's what they did. And then that was it. So yep. it's crazy to see these two big titans, these two big companies. But but like you said, it's interesting because they're completely different yes. realms of. Uh, of you're gonna what start they're seeing the you're gonna start seeing uh, Android ads in their game play, mm-hmm. and well, then think- like. Sign in with Android and and then prove you have an Android phone and you'll get fifteen hundred V bucks. Oh, hey man. man, they could, but but uh, you know they you're still that's what I'm saying. They can only do that for so long, um, and if Apple does enough to them, they can they can crush them. That's the difference when you've got that kind of pull. It's like saying, hey, we're gonna you know what we're a shipping company or let's just say I'm I'm just a product company, but I'm gonna go head to head with Amazon. You're done. Yeah, it's just, over. Just, you're not gonna go head to head with Amazon. But it does, it does at least give him some some rights. You know, if he was a direct competitor, he couldn't file this, I don't think, the way he's filing it and saying, mm-hmm. you know, because it's different, it's competition. Right. So uh, hopefully it works. Hopefully they, they put a cease and desist and restraining order on Apple and, you know, put the mouth guard on that T-Rex and we'll see what happens. But I don't think people that aren't paying attention to this realize you're, you're talking about literally Epic might go under. That's the mm-hmm. kind of level of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, kind of scary. Of course, it, they probably won't go under. Somebody like Apple will probably just buy them. I mean, that's probably what would happen then. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> or Activision just comes in. Hey, competition, mm-hmm. we'd <laughs> like to just take you in, and we'll make you Call of Duty Fortnite, baby. Yeah. 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 I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm Here's ready some... for some tips and tricks, baby. Are you ready for that? All right, let's do it. In a world of Easter eggs and cheats, it's time for what they don't want you to know. So uh, we're bringing tips and tricks, tips and tricks on the Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. This game has taken everything by storm. You know, I feel like we see something good and we're like, oh man, we could really grow off of this. And then boom, every major streamer just hops all over it. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. I guess we can get a scrap, maybe a wish bone. 
if we're lucky. Yep, wait you know? the game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's looking good. I played it on PlayStation 4. I'm loving it. Um, I definitely want to get it on PC just so we can all play together and stream it, especially now that we got Ryan over there on the gaming PC. Um, mm-hmm. I think it would be good. Plus... I don't know. Is there a? We need to check and see what the party limit is. It's, hey, I it's think I just heard some of the listeners go. You know, how did how are you guys the delirious dads gaming? And one of your guys doesn't have a gaming PC. You skip you skip the dads part of that title. <laughs> delirious dads gaming. That's how I don't have a gaming PC. Right. All right. Go on. No, you're good. So guys, we're starting. We're gonna start here with tips and tricks. I'm gonna go over the the, the article I looked at is a hundred tips. I don't think I'm going to be able to cover all 100. Jeez, we, we'll be for here this all. Game? Jeez. Yeah. For this yeah. simple game that I was just talking about. Yes. So uh, I'm not going to hit every one of them because that's just monotonous. So uh, we're just going to hit some of the big ones. We'll talk a little bit about each map. Um, and I will try to um, I will try to reference that best that I can. I, I do want to cover, though, Justin in the chat did mention Tim the Tapman. Had over 400,000 people watching him on stream today. Um, really? He's, he's been on this quest since the game came out uh, to get a win. He just wanted one win. Get a crown. That's what mm. you got to do is get the crown. That's how you win it. And uh, he has not been able to do it until today. And he had 400,000 people rooting him on, laughing at him. Wow. Having a blast. A lot of people. Yeah. Some people in the chat were all salty about it. He's faking, bro. Either way, it was entertaining. Shut up. That's what I say. How, how do you fake it? What do you mean? He made a video ahead they, they, of time? They were saying he was purposely like making himself fall or, you know, acting uh, like, I oh, you. I can't can't get it kind of thing. I got you. Yeah. I don't know, though, man. Sometimes platformers, it's just like shooters and, and everything else. It's the style of game definitely affects how good you are. I just, you know, yeah. if you can't put Dr. Disrespect in World of Warcraft, I know I said this game every week. But you can't put him in a game like that and and think he's going to succeed like he would in, in a right. shooter. So Anywho. so have you guys gotten a win or it is? I mean, it's got to be a hard game. Right? Ooh, I, I made it right to the crown and then some douchebag jumped on my head and got it. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. It was yeah. like very close. So anyway, the game's fun, though. Close, I'm a fan. Dude. I've well, only come very close to tasting glory. Well, one day we will and we should do it together. All right, so here we go, guys. Top tricks for Fallout, guys. Now, right. um, if you guys haven't been listening to the last couple podcasts. It's just podcasts, called Fall, guys. It's not Fallout, guys. Oh, I did say Fallout, guys, didn't I? Fallout. Yeah. That's a good game. <laughs> actually, it, kinda, it, it actually made me think of um, Green Day. I don't know why. When you said that, I thought of Green Day. Anyway. Hey, Clint, I'm going to interrupt you one more time, man. Your background looks sweet. You know, I was, oh, I was telling you. Hunter that his looks good. And I saw yours with your new lighting back there and your new lights on your face that it just brings out those tones, man. You're looking sexy. I got to tell you. Oh, thank you. Now it I is good. Now I just need to lose weight and we'll be perfect, you know? Yeah. Be yeah. at a perfect 10. Right now I'm sitting at a nine and a half. I get it. <clears throat> so <laughs> if you guys haven't been listening to the podcast recently, we've been talking about Fall, uh, fall Guys. I don't know why I keep trying to say Fallout Guys. Fall Guys. Uh, it's a 60-man battle royale game you play these little bean dudes or i don't know they look like to me they look like hot tamales you know yeah jelly Uh, beans mm -hmm, little jelly beans uh anyway you play as these characters uh you go through mazes there's obstacles uh you have races you have soccer games there's one where you gotta grab a tail 
off the enemy players, you know, all this crazy stuff. So um, we're just going to break it down for you. So here we go. So through each round, uh, as we said, it's different, requiring different tactics to qualify. There are a couple universal tips uh, that we're going to cover first. Um, First thing being chaos always wins. I said in the beginning of the podcast, embrace the chaos. It's Mm -hmm. a, it's a bit of a grand statement, but it does ring true like an unexpected chance time in Mario party or playing smash bros with items on. You'll need to expect the unexpected fall guys is a party game. And so anything can happen at a party. Uh, So you're going to play the game. You need to try to use the chaos sometimes to your advantage. Um, and almost every type of round clusters of players are always bad news in certain situations. If you go the road, less traveled, you're going to do better in the game. Um, mm. so just be aware of what's going on around you. Sometimes you get tunnel vision on these kind of games and it ends up screwing you. It also says here before you spend time showboating at the goal line, uh, or taunting, you can taunt and grab other players, things like that. Um, they do say you want to pay attention to the placing because that's going to expect the, uh, that's going to affect how many points you're going to earn overall in the episode. Uh, They also say never underestimate another player's ability to ruin your day. Not everyone is committed to being a jerk, but you should suspect anyone near you being capable of grabbing you at the worst possible time. So don't give them that chance. Mm. Uh, And then lastly, on their general tips, uh, this is by IGN, by the way, guys, I didn't shout them out. So if you, if you guys haven't played the game, uh, this is happening. Uh, I only thought it was obstacles. I know probably everybody's played the game, but I haven't. I guess some dads out there probably haven't. It's not, I thought it was just obstacles. What Clint's saying is, no, your competitors take you out too. Yeah. And that's, that's, and that's something you need to be aware of and watching out for during the whole game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the last, the last and final general tip is they say never give up. He says, this may seem obvious, but there are many times when it looks like there's no chance to qualify, but pushing onward anyway may just reward you. If people in front of you should slip up at the last minute. So as we mentioned earlier, Clint, did you win? No, I messed up at the end. The guy jumped over me and got the crown. Boom. Mm -hmm. You know, and I thought I had it. I was playing the safe, cautious, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. jump up and get it, you know? And then that guy's like, nope. Toe to the face. One of the first games I watched of this was Markiplier and he was playing with his friends. Mm-hmm. And he got to the very end where, like, the exact same thing you're talking about, the crown one, right? Yeah. And he forgot that you're supposed to grab it. So the dude literally jumped, and he touched the crown first, but he went right through it because he didn't grab it. He mm. hit it and yeah. fell back on his back and lost. Now, do you <laughs> now do you have to grab it, right? Like, you have to hit yes. the grab button when you get to yes. it? Yeah. That's tough, It's funny because it backtracked because he, it, shows, it always shows the rules right before you start a round, right? Yep, number and one, you grab the crown. He read it. He said, push, you know, RT, I think, or whatever he was playing right. to grab. And then literally gets up there and he flunked it. And then he goes, you're supposed to grab it? I didn't know that. Or something like that. And then it replayed <laughs> the video of him saying, grab it. It was hilarious. Grab it. Oh, that's funny. Um, now we're going to kind of break down the maps. We'll go through them pretty quickly. Uh, the first one is Dizzy Heights. Uh, this is often one of the first rounds you'll complete in, uh, compete in during the episode. Uh, it is important for you guys to know there's usually about four to five rounds or episodes that you're going to play in the matchup. That depends on um, how many you have in the group. Same thing with some of your team games, um, it seems like. So uh, Dizzy Heights, as we said, is is one of the first ones you're going to compete in. 
And because of this, you'll often have to push ahead of large crowds. Uh, okay. So this one, it always kind of starts everyone at a finish line to, or starting line together as big groups. Um, so you're just kind of have to kind of pay attention to where the crowd is and kind of your positioning. If you get up front, it's a, it's a good thing for you. They say always follow the arrow direction indicated on the spinning fl- platform. So you're going to race through. There's a little spinning platforms. You want to follow those and kind of jump into them. And, and sometimes they'll be kind of rotating opposite of each other. Um, so that's one strategy. They say avoid the yellow bumpers early on at all costs as they'll push you back onto the spinning platforms, which then will throw you back even further. Um, when you reach, uh, the long gauntlet of rolling balls, always be looking ahead to spot which avenues are clear and which have incoming hazards. Um, usually it's like balls or something that's fallen through, uh, down the ramp. Uh, falling down from the second group of spinning platforms isn't game over, especially when so many can qualify on that first round. Usually it seems like uh, that first round is about 40 or so people get in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like 39 if you got a smaller group. Okay. Um, when you run up to the slope leading to the last part of the course, be careful uh, timing your jump to large moving sections as sometimes your character will make a small hop clearing the top of the slope, which can mess you up um, whenever you're trying to jump across the gap. I did this on one of the games. I, I thought I made it to the finish line. It was right there. But the camera, the way the camera was angled, it doesn't show you there's a jump there. So I just fell to my death. So that was awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, that really hurt my feelings. Uh, The next game on the list is Hip Parade. Uh, Hip Parade is one of the more likely rounds you're going to encounter as well. It's designed to weed out the unworthy with a deluge of obstacles and perilous jumps. Though you won't be able to fall to a permanent end. It says here, don't falter, start the race. Uh, if you happen to be placed in front, you'll have an easier time crossing, but you should aim for them regardless. Um, it says here the section with the turn styles is probably the only area uh, where going with the crowd actually helps as it will help you push through quicker. So they have these little turn tiles that they're like, um, I think when you go to the mall, you have the little spinning doors that you go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. So the more people you have, the easier it pushes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Makes sense. Uh, Says not everyone will realize that large gate at the end of the turnstiles has to has two spots on the far left and right that open up uh, when the center becomes closed. So uh, you want to be aware of that. Says here, once you reach the slime slope at the end, avoid the obstacles at all costs, even if it means going sideways or slowing for a bit as they'll bounce you back in the opposite direction. Mm. Um, now we're going to go on to seesaw tips. This is another, um, game that involves large crowds. You're going to be usually the, the beginning games. Um, the, this is basically, you have these, these seesaws that you have to run across. Um, okay. And, and, and based on where the groups and stuff are running, that's, uh, you're going to have to pick your side, which side you want to get to. And then you got to kind of jump to the other, other end, uh, depending on a lot of factors, the round can either be incredibly easy or incredibly incredibly frustrating as the platform stability is always determined by the crowd. A lot of times you'll come to seesaw um, that's already wildly skewed to one side and it's important to realize when you try to climb, uh, you will just waste your time. A lot of seesaws are placed right before checkpoints. So look for blue flags uh, for your checkpoints. And since you'll often be slowly climbing up the checkpoint platform on a skewed seesaw, be sure and look for opportunities to jump and dive over the railing 
to the next platform, saving you precious seconds otherwise spent slowly walking up the slope. Other players hmm. can can and will take advantage if you try to act as a counterbalance. So they can come over and grab you, you know, dif- do different things. Mm-hmm. Um, at the final group of seesaws, be sure to survey your your landing spot on the platform leading you to, to the goals, as some players have been known to try to grab people and push them off the leaping slopes as they're falling. So be aware of that. Um, the next one on the list is DoorDash. Okay. I played this one. This one's uh, pretty frustrating. You you may already seen it on the video that I have playing in the background. Um, but basically, uh, you start the, the race off, and there's these pink doors that are striped, uh, white stripes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to push through those. It says here, depending on, on your positioning at the start of the round, you can either try to be a trailblazer and try to discover the real doors or play it safe and hang just a few steps behind the runners to see if you can pivot. Um, when approaching a congested door full of bodies, you may uh, have better luck taking a deep, deep diving leap yeah. over their head. So in the game, there is an option to dive forward. So you mm. can. So these, you got a bunch of those doors and only certain ones bust open. Right. And, okay, and, yes. you'll, and you'll have congestion of all these players, like, you know, 30 players in one spot. Well, right. probably not getting through that one. Uh, each real door will break apart and send debris spilling uh, to the next section. Depending on your moves, this may end up hindering you and uh, making you trip if you get caught. So, yeah, the debris affects you as well. Um, okay. Only one of the final doors is real. If you're the first one, it may be better to try the center one as you'll be able to pivot to either side. It just gives you more options. So if you pick that far left one or that far right one, you're kind of screwed if the more center ones are open, you know. So just mm-hmm. kind of give yourself options. Uh, they say always jump and dive through the final door as you want to put as many spa- as much space between you and the other players all falling down in the final stretch. Um, and that's it on that. Gate, gate crash tips. Uh, they say here at the start of the race. Um, well, first off, the, the way this works is... Uh, Gate crash is the other side of the coin to DoorDash and okay. uh, features a long course of raising and falling gates uh, that you'll need to cross over. So this is the same concept, except you're going to have these gates. They're just moving up and down at different times mm-hmm. and okay. can actually block you off. It says at the start of this race, um, two gates on the side will raise and lower before the middle one does. So you want to make sure your positioning and jump time is correct on that or you'll get blocked out. Once you have an idea of your speed and how long it takes to reach the next gate, you can start to look for which gates have already raised up, which ones have not. So this is just a time game as you're running through it. You're just timing out these doors. Um, It says here, once you reach the slime slope, try try and target the gate that's fully extended up or close to it, as it's likely going to be closing or almost closed by the time you get to the bottom of the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, some so of the, they don't randomly close. They pump up and down mm-hmm. at the same pace. Yep. yep. Gotcha. Um, this next one is the whirly gig. The whirly gig is another front runner, front runner for a likely first round. It's deceptively simple race, which will allow you to weed out contestants quickly, unless you know what you're doing. Uh, the biggest threat at this at the start is timing your jumps to the spinning obstacles and the second biggest threat is all players who don't react fast enough. 
Um, mm. So this just has these swivel, this little swivel arm that moves around like a clock would, but it goes at a fast pace and you're on right. the clock. You got to jump it. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of, it's just like that game they always have in that, uh, that old, you know, that Chinese show mm-hmm. and they're on the platforms and the little yeah. wheels spinning around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wipeout. Is that what it's called? Wipeout. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly like that. Uh, they say make sure uh, the yellow conveyor belt uh, says make sure to use the yellow conveyor belt to get speed boost for run running jump to the two yellow blocks. You can use this to jump uh, to the first whirly gig. Try and aim for the left sides of the whirly gig gates. Uh, that's better chance of not of getting knocked slightly forward into the right post rather than getting knocked off or completely to the side. So sometimes okay. you can time it to where it kind of gives you a boost in the butt, kind of throws you forward. It says here in the final push, the center path may seem a bit risky with the fast whirly gig, but at but at best you'll get a straight shot to the finish, and at worst you'll either get tripped up and hit the checkpoint or get knocked to one of the rightmost platforms and either get up or fall down, but it's still respawn at the checkpoint. Um, and that says, keep your field of view panning for any spinning hazards coming up from behind, especially at the last, uh, standing platforms. Um, and then now we're going to do slime, slime climb guys, slime, slime climb, climb, slime climb. It's time for the slime climb. I think of Nickelodeon nice. when I say that. That's the one that went into, uh, rocket league. Yep. Rocket league slime climb. Yeah. I think that's the video that's on right now. Maybe a slime climb. It's a little platform mm-hmm. in the middle with slime on it that's hard to climb up? No. Oh, okay. Just guessing. The slime, <laughs> the slime is in a lot of the different... Yeah, oh, they, okay. they use it on different parts of the map. Okay. Um, though it's listed as a race, the qualifying numbers are incredibly forgiving and will change as people are eliminated. Uh, you can actually bounce off the first two bumpers below the first row of moving blocks, and it can uh, help you get a head start and put you ahead of the crowd, jostling uh, for space between the blocks. It actually poss- It's actually possible to grab onto the sides of the moving blocks and pull yourself up, which can uh, let you hop across them rather than moving in between. The second, wow. the second moving blocks have pits in between them, but you can actually jump up from the first pit and, and save time rather than uh, running around the long corner. Note that the second moving block moves at a regular pace. You'll make you'll want to make sure you can move across both without getting pushed, and getting pushed down from the second block can be fatal. Uh, it says here, as you can get to the slime-covered areas near the top, avoid the edges at all costs. Given how slippery the areas are, it won't take much to bounce right off the edge. That's an extremely hard one for me. Uh, it gave me mm. a lot of issues. Um, but it does have the the slime there at the end, uh, just a lot of different little obstacles there. Um, it will drive you crazy. All right, guys. I haven't even gotten that one yet. So, <laughs> so we're at fruit shoot now. Fruit shoot and boogie. Fruit shooting. Fruit shoot is pure chaos distilled into the simplest form. Um, a running gauntlet against hordes of giant, delicious bouncing balls. Um. Your competitors are double-edged swords here. On on one hand, uh, getting too close to the other players runs the risk that they'll collide into you and hit. If you get hit by an object and send you tumbling down with them, 
the center of the conveyor belt is extremely hazardous as it uh, is where the bulk of the fruit tumble, um, as well as fast, fast moving logs that can come rocketing down. It's another hard one. Uh, once you get close enough to the top, you can leap uh, the last few feet and dive into dive to spend less time running out of the conveyor belt. So that's just kind of a simple gamer tip to get through it. It's a fairly straightforward map. Um, we got rollout here. This perfectly encapsulates, encapsulates, there we go, uh, the classic log rolling survival game with the added bonus of large gaps and barriers to keep you on your toes. Whenever possible, try to avoid jumping and or diving during this round. It only increases your chance of stumbling and falling over to the side. Uh, so this is the rolling logs, Ryan, if you can think of like trying to walk yeah, across yeah, yeah. a lot of the spins. It yeah. was actually yeah, it was just on here. We yeah. just missed it. It, was... um, it also says always pan your camera around back and forth to see the sections of the platform that are coming up, um, both on your current platform and the one that you're moving to. Um, generally speaking, there are two big strategies to consider. Find two flat po- platforms to walk between and keep things simple or constantly be on the move going from one end uh, of the log to the other. Okay. Parts of the moving platform will have large walls. Uh, when they first appear coming up from below, they can effectively be used as safety net when trying to get to the next platform. And remember that unlike block party, rollout only ends when enough people have fallen. So this is a survival technique, not necessarily mm. a, a race. I got you. Sense. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not about beating somebody there. It's about staying alive. Right, right. So it has an it has an appointed amount of people it wants to die off before it moves to the next round. And um, block party will show you a hole in the wall, and you you constantly dashing back and forth to escape certain doom and race down the clock. Unlike rollout, mm-hmm. block party counts both eliminations and the clock, though you're mm-hmm. more likely to run out of time before players. Try standing somewhat close to the front and tilt your camera in a way that lets you see below your position. That way you can see which blocks will appear and move accordingly uh, accordingly well before they reach you. Don't underestimate That's the be low what hazard. That's right now, right? Yeah, this, yeah okay. this is it. It says don't underestimate the low hazard's uh, ability to trip you up, even carry you all the way off the edge. Space is important here. If you notice any player uh, player's getting overly grabby most most times they'll only try to stop you from jumping as long as they value their own self-preservation you should have time to move afterwards and it also says here in rare instances a few long column blocks may appear followed by a lengthwise lengthwise block at the back if in an effort to box you in and push you off so it just Mm. says always be aware okay um, perfect match tips. This is another one. Uh, one of the more subdued rounds. Perfect match is all about stepping on the right panel to match the fruit displayed before the other panel disappears. I've not played this one. Okay. Yeah, it's like a matching game. Is it? Okay. It says, contrary to how Arena looks, uh, you don't need to jump between panels despite the gap. You can walk or even stand between panels in the time leading to their removal. Uh, try to position yourself at cross-sections of different fruit panels so they easily remember which direction to step and which times uh, to come. Avoid trying to leap 
to the correct panel if others are already on it. And you can gain an advantage by playing the group of up to four and communicate while stepping on different fruits. So that'd be a good one for us. We could coordinate um, on that one. Uh, you also have tell tag and royal fumble tips. Uh, both are a solo, a team and solo sport. So you're going to have to wrestle away the limited quantities of tails for yourself. And uh, they just say here, uh, well, one thing you can grab them if you want to be douchey, you can grab them from your teammates. I didn't know that. Um, mm. So it says, uh, like many team rounds, how you do may not even affect how your team fares in the end, but there, yeah. are, all, there are ways to give your team the winning edge. Everyone has the same running speed, so in order to catch someone, you need to cut corners or break off to an, and anticipate their moves to cut off escape routes. Holding down grab will slow your run speed. Only use it when you have to. Okay. I didn't know that. Uh, if you already have tail for, for your team and see a team member chasing someone else, hold them down by grabbing onto them uh, for your teammate to get the tail uh, and then get out of there. Each tail matches uh, have one thing in common. Nothing matters until the last 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. um, both both tail tags and Royal Fumble uh, have different map layouts. It's worth getting to know them both. It's kind of an arena style, Ryan. Right. So okay. you just kind of run around this little square map arena and trying to right. steal Right, yeah, just trying tails. to grab each other's tails. Yep. Yeah, it's tagged, yep. basically, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like flag football in a way. I mean, yep. you're just trying to snatch it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you it's have fault. You have fall balls. This is a rock'em, sock'em, soccer match. Um, here, they just say every team needs a goalie, so no matter what, make sure you have one. Um, jumping and or diving to headbutt the ball can give a significant boost, but it will also stun you for a few minutes, uh, or a few, few moments, I should say. So that gives the opponent the advantage, so they just say be real careful with that. Um, offense can be just as important as defense, so... Uh, so can interference. So it's just saying you can grab other players, interrupt them, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So pretty, that one's pretty self-explanatory to, um, to playing, um, soccer. So, right. Right. You know, yeah, not a, not a huge difference there. Uh, let's say her, the next one, we got rock and roll tips. This is another team based ball centric, round um a rock and roll we'll see the team we'll see which team can shove the ball down the hole first unfortunately not a lot uh, a lot can go wrong with the round uh that you can't predict or even help correct once you push mm. your ball to the last section it's a it's be a free-for-all to the slope down to the goal if you think your team has your own ball covered or coordinating, you can also inflict the same frustration on others by moving to block other teams progressing uh, to stand in their path. So you could actually hop the lane right, and go over. And I've never tried that because I just really didn't think of it as being an option. A lot of times that we, I see them blocking it when you get down past the lanes. Mm -hmm. Like in that last slope, there's no walls, so then they, you just run over and try to block somebody else's mm. ball. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, egg scramble. This is another one. Uh, how it works is you have three teams, blue, yellow, red, um, and each team has a corner or a basket on the map. 
and mm-hmm. you try to grab all the eggs you can and take them back to your basket. The team with the most eggs at the end of the time limit wins the game. Okay, so just don't be yellow team. I get it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and the way elimination works on this, you want to be top two teams. So yeah. you don't want to be last. Or not yellow. Mm-hmm. So they say, remember that you don't have to explicitly win this round. Your team just has to not come in last, like we just said. Gold eggs are worth five points each. Prioritize these if if possible, but don't waste the whole match trying to get one of them into your basket. That's good okay. to know. So gold eggs. Um, if you already have gold eggs in your coop, you can literally babysit them by holding on to them or pushing them under under you to fend off others. They're trying oh, to steal so people it. can steal from your basket. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. constantly running back okay. and forth from the yeah. It's a fight. Uh, okay. It's a fight them out kind of still still the because all the eggs are in the center of the mat, and people okay. run out and get them, take them back, and then right, right, right. as as you allocate, then other teams start coming into your place, and so yeah, you gotta you gotta Man. decide who's this on game, defense. This game is built around chaos. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. What up, Blondie? Uh, Blondie Locks thirty three. Welcome to the stream. Um, let's see here. If you already have golden eggs, yeah. That's where we're at that. To save time, look for the spinning mallets uh, that can help knock knock in eggs into your base for you, letting you drop them and go back uh, to the fray earlier. Mm. <clears throat> Similarly, uh, standing on the ledge of your base is a good way to defend it. Letting other players waste time trying to pick up eggs and jump jump up only for you to block their escape and toss any eggs they drop straight back in. So that's it. Okay. That's pretty self-explanatory. Um, we have hoarders. This is a lot like egg scramble, except the eggs are giant volleyballs, and there's not a lot of them, a lot of room to keep them safe from other teams. Is it a team game too? Okay, yeah. yeah, that's what I was yeah. Gonna... So just like egg scramble, you don't have to be first. You just can't afford to be last. And if it comes down to stealing from other teams, take the balls from their team. They're already hurting to give yourself a better chance of staying in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even uh, if you can't get them back to your nest, you can just throw them out of theirs, right? I mean, mm-hmm. okay. Yep, yep. I'm trying to see if I understand the game. Yeah, you, you got it, bro. You got it. Um, says here, uh, don't get too comfortable when you're uh, up by several points. Similar to tail tag and egg scramble, the odds can change very rapidly in a few moments. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. don't let your guard up on that. Gotcha. Next one is Hoopsie Daisy. I haven't played this one. Uh, says here, uh, it's a tricky team battle, which will require you, to, you and your crew to jump, hop, and dive through more floating hoops than the other teams to win. Um, overcrowding okay. can lead to your downfall. It can become easy to find yourself in a constant state of hopelessly uh, chasing down hoops that other players are closer to. Hoops can appear on all sides of the raised slopes and offer a vantage point that can be good for scoping out over overlooked hoops. Though tricky, if you know you won't be able to reach a hoop and are right behind a player, you can try running interference and grabbing onto them until one of your teammates can swoop in to jump through the loop on your behalf. So that's pretty cool. Okay. If a hoop appears next to the ramp, even even on the low side, it can likely only be dived through from high, higher ground. Some players may try to approach it from the ground, 
if you race around to the slope first, you can reach it. Mm. Um, I saw one that looked like the they jumped on each other's head to get through it too. Can you do that? Is that something? Or am I crazy? When I was watching that video a minute ago, it seemed like there was one of those hoops and a bunch of people were trying to get it through it, trying to get through it, and all of a sudden, one guy just double jumped off somebody's head and went through it. Yeah, you could. I mean, technically, if you're okay. using the, the physics. Uh, next, we have Jinxed. This is an ultimate form of zombie tag. Avoid the infected unless you've become one, in which case, tag all opposing targets to win. <laughs> so uh, when the round starts, only one player um, of each team is Jinxed. Use this time to try and scope out which enemy is Jinxed and keep your distance uh, to keep down the un- the infected or the Jinx. Um, okay. You can also provide defense for your team once jinxed by blocking and protecting teammates who aren't jinxed, grabbing and pushing them back to give your allies the chance to run. Certain areas of the arena provide limited access. As long as you plan your escape accordingly, you can try waiting uh, until it's somewhat safe. So that's just uh, just map awareness and, and some luck, I think, on that. Uh, here we go. Tiptoe. Uh, to pass Tiptoe Challenge, you must walk walk the true path and uh, to find find it before the rest of your competitors do or fall off to your doom. Now, Hunter, this is is this the one where you hop? The little octagon? This is just... No, 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 no. That's a hex something. This one is actually like a false floor type thing, though. Okay. Where there's only one path that... Or there's, there's kind of... I think there's a couple paths, but... Um, you have to walk on them. If you walk on the correct tile, it lights up, and that's how you know that it is the right tile. And then the other ones, you just fall straight through. Mm. So, and then the so, tiles, if there hasn't been somebody on them quite recently, they stop glowing. So it's not just like it stays. Okay, that makes sense. You have to memorize yeah. it, kind of. Gotcha. So the, a lot so, of these, a lot of these games are making me think of uh, my daughter. You know, we've talked about it before on the show. She played Roblox for a while. Mm-hmm. And in Roblox, there's a lot of obstacle maps that people sh- set up within Roblox. Mm-hmm. And, and they, you know, the kids just love that, too. So it sounds like they pulled a lot of things from things they saw that were working. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes sense why these guys are doing well. I think my daughter would love this game. No, you know, we're talking about it. I'm thinking, yep, mm-hmm. she'd have a blast playing that. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a lot of lot of fun. A lot of, uh, there's a, as you can tell, there's a lot of maps, too. Um, oh, yeah. So the tiptoe challenge, basically the the gist of it is you want to keep a a, a fast pace. You don't want to be hanging too far back. Um, mm-hmm. They say don't be fooled by different shade, shaded tiles or those that are slightly raised or lowered. The only indication you'll ever see, get of a false tile is the slight rumble that you might spot to uh, from time to time. And then it says correct tiles will only turn a brighter shade from limited time. Do your best to memorize the locations. Um, and this is the one, yeah, I think I know what this they're one turn, is. They're turning a bright shade from somebody landing on them? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're kind of paying attention uh, to mm-hmm. what's going on around you. So this is kind of like the, you know how in the door one, you kind of want to follow the leader but not very many steps back. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same way here because if you make the wrong move at the end of the route, then everybody else has way needs far to figure ahead. out two more keys. And then, mm-hmm. and then they're there, and then you're at the end of the line again, and you're not going to qualify. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, you're starting all over. Uh, so mm-hmm. as you get closer to the end, people are likely to huddle up and start pushing and shoving 
to get someone to test the next base. Make sure you're not one of them unless you're willing to risk the fall. Uh, you can jump. You can jump the gap of one tile, which which you can use to create shortcuts if they are found. That's it on that one. Okay. Man, I just want to download the game after this and play a little bit. Um, <laughs> Jump Club tips. Like a classic Mario Party minigame, Jump Club will have you hopping for your life to survive a grueling gauntlet of avoiding uh, spinning logs as you get faster and faster. Uh, think of Arena like a clock with two hands spinning clockwise at different speeds. The more people, The more people you're stuck with in this stage, the harder things will get. It's easy to get crowded by other people who try to stop to try and stop you from jumping and ragdoll into you and mess you up. They say mm. try to stand near stand near the center of the length of the platform. On rare occasions, sections of circular platform may begin to slowly crumble and fall. Keep a lookout for any shaking sections to know if this will happen. It also says move to a different section as fast as you can. Okay. Then we got Fall a lot, Mountain. A lot to remember if you haven't played the game. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, if yeah. If you've played the game, these tips are making more sense to you. If you haven't, like me, you're going, okay, okay, I'm getting a little bit of a gist of this and this. And then as soon as you start playing, you're going to go, oh, that's what he was talking about. It's like, oh, oh, it's all that's bad. what he was talking about. Yep. <laughs> uh, Fall Mountain. Uh, one of the three fi- finales. Fall Mountain is a simple race to the finish line. To see who can uh, avoid the torrent of hazards to grab the floating crown at the top. This stage is a short, is short as it is painful, and unfortunately, this means it's very hard to make a comeback unless all the other players equally suffer. So this one punishes you a little more. Not every player will make it to the top, and when they do, they may not remember. You need to grab and hold on to the crown to win, as Hunter was mentioning earlier. When going up to the first part of the slope, alternate between the inside and outer routes uh, when possible to duck around both the incoming balls and turnstiles. Uh, avoid getting hit. When you reach the spinning mallets, aim to the left of the one spinning clockwise or the right of the one spinning counterclockwise. Okay. And that's all they have on that. Grab your crown. Take your place as champion. Nice. Oh, this is a fall, guys. All right, hexagon, hexagon tips. Here we go. This is another finale. This is the one I was talking about where you're stepping out onto these hexagons. Platform on platform, platform on platform, platform on platform. Yeah, it's a, it's a stack platform, and you're just mm-hmm. trying to out-survive the other players. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's a toughie. A lot of this match is all about trying, trying your best to stick to a plan and adapting when that plan inevitably falls apart. So you're on, you're on tiles that fall out of underneath you when you step on. Them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So that's and, what this one is. And as you so fall you through the, moving. you're falling through the tiles of hell, mm-hmm. you know, the seven layers of hell or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. what it is right here. All the way through the platforms, you'll hit the slime, which mm-hmm. then you're eliminated. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You always want to keep your camera panning to see what's below you. If you can, duh. Early on, try to carve out a section of hexagons for yourself, running in giant circles or sections to create a barrier of at least two hexagon spaces so others can't run near you. Pretty smart. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Blocking yourself off from them, right? Okay, um, then you can just do, 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 do,
if you can help it, try not to jump or dive uh, when you know you'll be going down a level, as it will cause you to stumble when reaching the lower platform. That said, you can always cross gap, cross a gap of one hexagon tile with a jump and a two-space gap if you jump and dive, but you'll need to be careful with your timing. If another player starts to run alongside, uh, alongside you in an attempt to cut you off, uh, look for escape routes to veer off to. You don't want to get stuck trailing someone as you'll be fighting and losing battle. If you're ahead of them, try to force them up uh, towards a gap that you can rent, uh, that you can render uncrossable by jumping over first. Mm-hmm. If you're at the bottom tier with another player and you know it's down to you two, try to take things slow as you can. Even when you run out of room, jump at the very last moment and then dive to get that much more airtime. Sometimes that's the only thing you can do to secure a win. Hmm. So do you know what he means by that? Just at the yeah, end, he's, like, I think he's saying you'll, you'll hang in the air before falling a little bit longer. Before. So basically the guy before, right with you might hit the slime before you, but even if it's just slightly. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's it. That's all I got on fall guys, guys. Woo. Nice. And that was That's quick. It? You know, there was nothing. You didn't give us much. No, not at all. <laughs> I, I had to move fast, baby. Hey, you did. You burned through it, but you you had to burn through it. There's, there's yeah. a lot of different kind of maps and mini games. I mean, it's a mini game game. How do you give tips on a mini game game fast? That's how it goes. <laughs> yep. That's, uh, that's the way it is. Uh, Blondie Locks, 33. Yes, we are dads. And yes, we are on purpose. She did say, or he did say, just kidding, LOL. That's okay. We forgive you, and we love being dads, but thank you for the feedback. Well, guys, it was a good show. It was fun. I enjoyed it. uh, it I want to check out Fall Guys now. Yep. Yep, it was a Fall Guys special mixed in with Epic's funeral. It was great. (laughs) Hopefully not. Oh, no, you're right. uh, Epic's on the ice in the ICU bed with an event. I got you. Yeah, true. We haven't haven't got... uh, confirmation that we're pulling the plug just yet right right gotcha <laughs> which is crazy that we're even talking about that right i mean I there's, like a, there's a cold war going on between apple and yeah now i've got people in the chat saying hopping on Warzone, bro somebody's trying yeah. to drop the nuke hey are you are you catching the cold war hint yes. i don't think clint caught it i'm looking at his yeah. face i think clint just says i get it right like a lot of times you I know you think the same thing, don't you, Hunter? You watch him. What he says is like, obviously, he didn't react. And then we ask him, and he's like, yeah, I got it. So we're going to call Clint out right here live on the podcast? Yeah. yeah, for sure. I know what's happening sometimes is Clint's watching the chat. You know, he's got a little bit more to manage over there. Me and you just get to have fun when we do the podcast. Mm-hmm. He, he's got yeah. all that going on. But and so it's like the, it's, it's the auto response. Oh, yeah, but nothing. He don't know That's what, what I do. Saying. That's what I do to the general pub- public. You know, yeah, I but, but hey, my you need, to, you need to pay attention to our listeners. That's that's important. Yeah, uh, I know we keep saying we'll have products soon. I've got so much going on in my life right now. And so does Hunter because of, uh, you know, all this pandemic stuff. And so does Clint because he's a nurse and all this pandemic stuff. And oh, yeah. so just well, so you guys know, it's not that we're not trying to get the products ready. We're just in uh, kind of a crazy crunch time in life. All of us. Life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was like, hey, how you doing? Karate chop to the throat. Mm-hmm. 
no gulag. You're stuck. <laughs> gulag time's over. This death is final. Yep. Yep. And well, I'm freaking out like I do in the game, just looking up at the sky, spinning around in circles. You know, <laughs> what's going on, man? Uh, for uh-huh. me, for me, it's uh, the Claire Bear has uh, started pre-K, and I am the one oh, taking yeah. her every day, and nice. um, and mom's doing class, like doing her own school stuff, and then doing uh-huh. work school, and with Corona, having to change kids' uh, schedules constantly, because every day they've went up or down or whatever. Oh, I yeah. don't know. So it, it's your, been wild. Your, your wife's moved to a new position, and yeah, everything's. That's what I'm saying. There's just so much going on right now. Yep. But hey, we're yep. staying with the times, bro. We just yep. haven't got we're your in. new shirts made yet. Stay delirious. Stay dadding. And stay gaming. This has been a Delirious Dads production. For more information about the show, visit our website at www.deliriousdadsgaming.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash deliriousdadsgaming, twitch.tv, and YouTube. Make sure you like and share our pages to help us grow the channel. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please leave a rating and review if you enjoy the show. Thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you next time.